We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 19th, 2011. And uh, the next, actually I'm just going to mention it, I'm not going to play this whole clip, it's called Luciferian Agenda Promoting Sex with Fallen Angels. It's a whole clip of various things that this um, uh, person on YouTube put together regarding promoting sex with fallen angels. And uh, it's very confirmatory with the information that I've just said. I mean, we're, we're only scratching, you know, just we're looking at the tip of the iceberg here. We're just covering a few things. There's no way if you were to try to go back and document, you'd have to write a gigantic book that would be getting bigger every single day about that con- one concept alone. And again, totally lining up with the Bible. The, uh, but I give you the YouTube link. You can go watch it if you like. It's about a 10-minute clip. Uh, next article is Lady Gaga grows horns and claims she's channeling Alexander McQueen. And this is a just a, uh, a picture of her, just the top portion of Born This Way. I, I think it's the album cover. And she's got these protrusions under her shoulders... Um, these little horn-like things coming out on either side of her forehead and on the sides of her cheeks. And she's saying that they're actually not facial implants. Not to say that I would believe her, but... uh, She looks post-human, as I had talked about. She looks like she's firmly in the grips of being transhuman. She looks as though her DNA has been totally altered. Uh, much of the images that we look at with her and Katy Perry, they do not look human anymore. They may look human, you know, but I'm talking about in these videos, they're going out of their way to condition us to this image and this mindset. <clears throat> this article starts by saying she may be renowned for her fanciful sound bites, but Lady Gaga has gone fully, full-fledged silly, they say, claiming she has magical bony protrusions which come out when I'm inspired. I mean, I'll be honest, they do look authentic. I mean, they don't look like... Uh, if there's something that... She says she swears she's never had plastic surgery. Well, not to say that I would believe anything this witch would say. Um, but however they're in there, if there's some type of implant, I'll tell you what, they look like they are part of her. I mean, they really do. Now granted, we're only seeing the... Uh, you know, the touched-up version, I'm sure, of her pictures. But they look, I mean, you know, they they're, she's trying to make them look as authentic as possible. She goes on to say, oh yes, and she's also channeling the ghost of Alexander McQueen. We'll get to that in a second. Lady Gaga has shown off her skin bumps in a few places so far, including on the cover of the latest single, Born This Way, and the new photo shoot for Harper's Bazaar. Uh, Gaga emerged from makeup at our shoot, with pointy shoulders and sharp protrusions on her forehead and cheekbones, explained Bizarre Editor Laura Brown. It's a look more Klingon than Bork. I'm referring to Star Trek. But the writer, Derek Blasberg, asked Gaga about the get-up. She insisted that it's all natural. She says, quote, First of all, they're not prosthetic. She said, they're my bones. They've always been inside of me, but I've been waiting for the right time to reveal to the universe who I truly am. Well, you know. You know, at this point, there's not a whole lot that would surprise me. There's just not. So, 
I think that as far as what is coming, as far as mind-blowing stuff, this would be the least of what we would expect to see as would be, I guess you'd say, mind-blowing. People, you know, couldn't understand or comprehend type of things. Uh, Then she goes on to say, The singer said the ridges rise up when inspiration strikes and that she's not alone. She says, We all have these bones. They're the light from inside us. Oh, boy. Right. Interrogated more firmly, Gaga did admit the facial horns are part of a, quote, performance art piece, with body modification being part of the overarching analysis of Born This Way. But she denied the use of any plastic surgery and made no mention of subdermal implants. She says, I am an artist. I have the ability and free will to choose the way the world will envision me. Gaga also claims that the late fashion designer Alexander McQueen is the composer of her latest single, released on February 11th, right after he died, I wrote Born This Way. She was particularly struck when the release date for the song turned out to be the anniversary of McQueen's death. When I heard that, I knew I didn't even write the blankety-blank song he did. In other words, she channeled the song through a familiar spirit that this uh, dead fashion designer guy, he committed suicide, so she, um, she channeled the song through his familiar spirit, which, you know, is a very common thing to channel songs, like I said, automatic writing, these types of things, through familiar spirits. And I wouldn't doubt that might not be true. She goes on to say, I think he planned the whole thing. In other words, Alexander McQueen. This guy that's burning and rotten in hell right now. She says, I think he planned the whole thing. No, he he's not planning anything right now. He, he's, he's in abject tear 24-7 and he will be for eternity. And then, she, and then she continued, he's up in heaven with fashion strings in his hands, marionetting away, end of quote. No, Gaga, he's in hell, and I, and I pray to God you get a glimpse of it, you and all your followers, and that those that can be saved would be saved. Uh, I don't believe she's redeemable. I don't even know if she's human. I don't know. I mean, this, this woman is so evil, and it's just unbelievable. Going further, it's artistic expression, Gaga says. It's a performance art piece. I have never, ever encouraged my fans or anyone to harm themselves Oh, yeah, that's why she smears herself with blood before she goes on stage and does all these things. Yeah, that would never... And we're going to look at that, too. Uh, Nor do I romanticize masochism. Give me a break. Body modification is part of an overarching analysis of Born This Way. In the video, we use Rico, who is tattooed from head to toe, including a skull on his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. She dresses up with this skull suit with blonde hair. And this guy comes out, and evidently, this is his real, the way he really looks. He's tattooed from head to toe. I mean, the guy looks like he's straight from the pit of hell. But, you know, he was just born that way, I guess. She goes on to say, he was born that way. Although he wasn't born with the tattoos, it was ultimately his destiny to become the man he is today. So, well, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you sell out to Satan, you can, you know, start mutilating your body and do all kind of stuff, you know. But it was his choice. Anyway, um, and then they go on to say, was this Gaga's destiny? I have never, she says, quote, I've never had plastic surgery. There are too many pop singers who have. I think that promoting insecurity in the form of plastic surgery is infinitely more harmful than artistic expression related to body modification. Oh good, we get an ethics lesson from the Wicked Witch of the West. 
Um, this next article here is uh, Women Mutilates Cat Before Lady Gaga Concert. And this is a true story. It's from a local news network. I give you the link to the video. You can actually watch the video. It's in Oklahoma City. The, cru- the gruesome death of a 15-year-old tabby cat is incredibly disturbing. Charges of animal cruelty have been filed against 20-year-old Angelina Barnes in Oklahoma County District Court after authorities say Barnes mutilated the family cat and used the blood for an outfit she planned to wear to a Lady Gaga concert. So see, this is more. This is just more fruit of Lady Gaga. She doesn't encourage masochism or or self mutilation. I mean, you, it's okay to mutilate a cat, though. I guess you got to get that blood from somewhere, right? Um, Barnes' relative arrived at their home at 158th in on the 158th in Northwest Oklahoma City to total darkness. There were things done to the house, like covering light switches with duct tape, so she wouldn't be able to turn on the lights. The court affidavit says Barnes was found in an outfit she planned to wear to the Lady Gaga concert, a long coat with streaks of what turned out to be cat blood on her face. And this is very common with Lady Gaga. She goes up there and she just smears blood all over. I mean, she is just beyond sick. This person, Barnes' relative, became very afraid that the suspect was going to try to do her harm. Uh, <clears throat> Sergeant Knight said, Records show Barnes then asked for help and was taken to the hospital where, they, where she then threatened a male nurse with a piece of glass. Back at home, investigators found purple hair dye and blood all over the bathroom along with the cat that had been drowned, sliced down the belly, eyes mutilated. The cat's liver was found in a makeup case on the counter. I mean, we're talking demon possession here. That poor kitty cat. I mean, that's terrible. 15-year-old tabby cat, and this witch mutilates it. I mean, that is just... Ugh. We know that Barnes had been diagnosed with depression, but those around her say this violent behavior was completely out of character. Well, again, more fruit from Lady Gaga. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit here. Next article. Uh, school pupils aged just four years old are being taught atheism in a move... Schools hope will equip them to be citizens of the world. A quote, citizens of the world. Uh, Education bosses in Blackburn, I believe this is in England, uh, education bosses in Blackburn with Darwin in Lancashire have radically restructured the RE syllabus to accommodate non-religious beliefs. Youngsters will continue to learn about the six major faiths. Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and, and Sikhism. But they will also be taught humanism, the belief that there is no god or gods, and that moral values are founded on human nature and experience. This is also could also be termed as existentialism, meaning your experience is what governs your um, your that's essentially your religion is your experience of how you perceive things. Now, the Bible says there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, Proverbs 14.12 and 16.25. The Bible also says in Psalms 14.1, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God, which is what this humanism or existentialism essentially is. They are corrupt, they have done abominable works. Uh, going further, the, this move recognizes that more than 10,000 people in the borough do not have any religious beliefs. Both primary and secondary school pupils will be included in the shakeup. Humanists reject religious and superstitious beliefs. Instead, they believe we can make sense of the world using reason, experience, and shared values. 
They say we can make the best of life by creating meaning and purpose for ourselves and choosing to take responsibility for our actions. Humanists do not believe the universe needs a divine power to determine its value. I mean, this is just insanity, essentially. You're, just, you're a law unto yourself, essentially. You've just invented your own little religious cult with you being the leader of it. A lot of people do it. Humanists believe that we have only one life. It is our responsibility to make it a good life and to live it well. Um, well, the Bible says that we are all together as an unclean thing and all our righteousness, done apart from Christ, is as a filthy rag in God's sight, according to Isaiah 64, 6. So, our best day is a filthy rag in God's sight, according to... But see, man wants to judge man by his own heart, you know. And, again, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Um, he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool, according to Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six. So, you know, that's uh, not the biblical standard, obviously. It's just a made-up standard that man has determined. Uh, but Satan doesn't really matter, mind, uh, as long as you're participating in some type of false religion. Uh, any false religion, in his eyes, will get you to hell. And um, Satan really doesn't matter, care how he gets you to hell, as long as he gets you there. You know, I, I think that's how he would view things, most likely. <clears throat> so, going further, Fiona Moss from RE Today, which helped create the new syllabus, said, We really must recognize that some people do not believe in God and do not have a religious background. We have to make children aware of non-beliefs. We want to support children to engage and enthuse them about RE, this is, I guess, the curriculum, to become good citizens in Blackburn and the world. Good little, um, big George Orwell, big brother, little Nazi citizens. Uh, counselor Chris Thayer, chairman of Blackburn, said, quote, We don't want the future to be blind. We want it to be illuminated. Remember we see this? We saw that in the lyrics. Lead, have this alien lead me to the light. We want to be illuminated. The Illuminati, essentially the 13 families that, you know, kind of control the earth right under the fallen angels and Satan. Well, they're the illuminated ones. They're the ones that supposedly have the true light, but the, the reality is, is it's pure darkness and lies. We need understanding without prejudice. Uh... Reverend, you know, that was one of the things in that blasphemous Lady Gaga video, Born This Way, that was one of the things at the very beginning they showed, where they were all this birthing garbage, and it's the birthing, I really believe, of this hybrid race, this New World Order, all of this demonic symbolism. But it said that they're going to birth this species that doesn't have any prejudice. And the thing is, is, is if you would ever ask these... New Agers and these wicked rock stars and a lot of them about Christianity. I mean, they would most likely spew hatred and vitriol all over the place and, and condemn. See, they're pre it's okay for them to be prejudiced toward us, but how dare you know we say anything against their wicked lifestyle, against their wicked ways? You know, it's just a one-way street for them. Total hypocrisy, which is what you you should expect from them. Um. Reverend Kevin Logan, a local journalist, author, and, and religious community leader, said, quote, It's quite a change, but it's completely right. Now, this is a reverend. This is, this is 
almost typical anymore, of some spineless, Laodicean, lukewarm, God's going to vomit him out of his mouth, reprobate, apostate, wolf in sheep's clothing, hireling devil. Reverend Kenneth Logan, author and religious community leader, said, quote, It's quite a change, but it's completely right to recognize atheism and humanism. They are religions like any others. See, they're all the same, even according to the good reverend here. Even though the only time that word is used in the Bible is in reference to God. It says, holy and reverend is he. It's not a term that any man should adopt on himself. Period. We're not to be revered, men. We, we need to, to consider the pit from whence we were dug, is what we need to do. We need to humble ourselves under the almighty hand of God the Almighty, and in due time he will lift us up. We don't call ourselves reverend or father like the Catholics do. The Bible says call no man father but your father in heaven. They're all totally unbiblical, blasphemous terms. He says, though, they're religions like any other. It's just the people worship man instead of a god. So evidently that's okay with this good reverend. That they worship man instead of a god. I mean, anything goes, you know. I am certainly not worried about Christianity. What, why would he even say that? What does he know about Christianity? He obviously knows nothing. He has no fear of God. Nothing. He's just a reprobate devil from the pit of hell. I'm certainly not worried about Christianity. It can stand against any belief and come out in a good light. I mean, but see, guys like this, all they're doing, if you went to his lukewarm church, all he's going to do is take you to hell. If you follow this man. And that's why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. According to Jeremiah 17.5. This is why you need to get into the Bible and read it for yourself. The King James Bible in the English speaking language. You need to get into it, read it for yourself. Okay, Don't take my word for it. Don't take the good reverend's word for it. This guy doesn't have a clue. It's the blind leading the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall into a ditch, as the Bible says. Next article. Puberty blocker for children considering sex change. It just keeps getting better and better. Uh, the monthly injection suspends the onset of adulthood so that young people confused about their gender can be sure of any decision before they take on too many masculine or feminine features. I mean... Just, I've done studies on this, just totally sick, evil, plain God, blasphemous behavior is what we're dealing with here. Supporters say the, the, that this, quote, window of time prevents a great deal of mental and physical anguish caused by the maturing of sexual organs, facial hair growth, and changes in their voice. The treatment can be prescribed for people diagnosed with, see, it's, it's got to be some, some psychiatrist, some secular, devil-inspired psychiatrist who, who prescribes pharmacia to treat, to treat mental problems which typically are demonic in nature. You can't treat sorcery. You can't use sorcery to treat demons. You're just going to make it worse. That's why people that take Prozac and those types of drugs normally will respond with a much higher suicide rate and much higher rage and anger rate. That's been documented over and over about Prozac by itself, not to mention all the other psychotropic devil meds out there. But 
This treatment can be prescribed, this puberty blocker injections, for people diagnosed with gender identity disorder. See, every t- today everything has to have a label. That way we can categorize it and make it seem scientific. It seems more official. A rare psych- psychiatric condition where a person is born one sex but feels they are the other. No, they're just full of demons. That's all it is. It's either a generational curse, or they were, or they were typically abused and sexually abused by a same-sex partner at an early age, and they were literally injected, infused with demons. I told you, I mentioned Aleister Crowley earlier. It was well known that that was the way, the what they wanted to do when they they sodomized and destroyed these children is 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 by doing that. It, there was no greater way to literally infest them with demons and devils. And, and literally possess them at, a, at the earliest possible age, also vampirizing their innocence, which they believe, occultists believe, let them live longer. It's like this fountain of youth. It's disgusting. It didn't work for Aleister Crowley. He died, like I said, a, a heroin addict. Um, one of the main effects of the drugs is to stunt the development of sexual organs so less surgery will be required if someone chooses to prematurely change their gender at a later date. How sickening. However, bodily and hormonal changes will continue as normal if the medication is stopped. Until this month, British doctors were prevented from offering youngsters diagnosed with gender issues any medical intervention before the late stages of puberty, usually at 16. But now, National Research Ethics Service has given the approval to the UK's only specialist clinic for GID, which is that gender identity disorder, to prescribe drugs to youngsters from 12 years old. Dr. Polly Carmichael, a clinic director, said their reduction in the age limit will be welcomed by families who would have otherwise had to travel abroad to the U.S. for some treatment. I mean, what's this world coming to when you can't get, you know, these injections? Uh, I know that it's been very hard for families knowing that there's something available, but it's not here. Oh, I mean, I can't imagine their anguish, you know. This, I mean, can you imagine a parent that would be this depraved and sick that they would do this to their child or condone this? This delay gives us a window to explore together that they are definitely making the right decision. Ah, so sickening. Boys will be prevented from developing male traits, such as facial hair, deeper voices, and Adam's apples, and girls will not develop breasts or menstruate. But Dr. Carmichael said that only around 10-20% to of prepubescent children with GID went on to have a sex change. Around 80% of the late puberty were likely to have the the operation, though. I can't imagine a greater abomination and waste of money than having a sex change. That abomination that appeared on Oprah, that guy, it was a it was a woman who changed she didn't have any surgeries, I think, but she, she took all the male hormones and looked like a guy, had a beard, um, the whole nine yards, I mean, you know, manly man type of thing, and then she got pregnant. And as, but she looked like a man, and, and he was with, although it was a, formerly a, was still a she, but it looked like a he, and he was with his lover. Uh, it was uh, so. It's just confusion, and God is not the author of confusion. I can't even hardly keep track of it. And that abomination from the pit of hell went on Oprah, pregnant as a guy with a beard, and it was she was really pregnant. And this woman, I think, had been like a beauty queen. Or had, you know, was really pretty. 
Oh. And Oprah, you know, applauding, applauding her her courage and or his courage or whatever it was. Anyway, just just beyond disgusting Sodom and Gomorrah like activity. That's what America and the world in large has turned into. Sodom and Gomorrah on a global scale. And God has to judge wickedness. It's just a matter of time. He has to do it. Next article. The military's rampant secret shame. Uh, Greg Jalodov was 35 and new to America when he decided to join the army. Like most soldiers, he was driven by both patriotism for his adopted homeland and the pragmatic notion that the military could be a first step in a career that would enable him to provide for his new family. Instead, Jeladov arrived at Fort Benning, Georgia for basic training in May of 2009. In the middle of the economic crisis and rising xenophobia, the soldiers in his unit, responding to his Russian accent and New York City address, called him a champagne socialist and a commie... Fag, again, essentially. Uh, he was told Newsweek, he was, he was, he told Newsweek, quote, in the middle of a viper's pit. Uh, less than two weeks after he arrived on base, he was gang raped. He was gang raped in the barracks by men who said they were showing him who was in charge of the United States. When he reported the attack to his unit commanders, he said they told him, it must have been your fault. You must have provoked them. See, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, you'd think being in the army or those types of things, you know, macho men and this type of stuff. To me, the most unmasculine thing you could possibly ever do on the planet, the most feminizing thing I think you could ever do is have sex with another man. I don't understand that garbage. I don't. And I'm sorry, I, I know I've offended people in the past when I said that, like, they had problems with that in the past, and maybe now they've overcome it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. I don't understand it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't understand how these guys thought they were showing him who's boss. I, I mean, I, man, I mean, why would grown men, many of them, want a gang rape? I mean, I could see, not to say I would, I mean, ever condone it, but I can understand a woman. I mean, that's the natural man-woman attraction. I don't understand it when it's a guy at all. I can't even, you know, and, and so this guy got gang raped by multiple people. Then he goes to his unit commander. He said, it must have been your fault. You must have provoked them. And the guy, it wasn't even like they were saying, well, it didn't happen. It's just, you know, you provoked them. I mean, that should be immediate, immediate uh, court-martial for all those guys that did that. But then again, now they have the whole don't ask, don't tell, and the whole thing where gays are openly promoted and, and encouraged in the military. So I guess this kind of thing's okay now. What happened to Jeladov is part of life in the armed force. And again, it's just like Sodom and Gomorrah. It reminds me of when the angels came in to, to uh, Sodom, and the men were outside of Lot's house saying, "We will let us in so that we may know this, you know. And it's like... This is how it's getting, evidently. Men burning after men, women after women, leaving the natural use of their body, according to Romans 1. What happened to 
Jolodov is part of life in the armed forces that hardly anyone talks about male-on-male sexual assault in a staunchly traditional military culture. It's an ugly secret kept hidden by layers of personal shame and official denial. Last year, nearly 50,000 male veterans screened positive. 50,000! 50,000! This is just one. And this is just one of the... If, if 50,000 screen positive for military sexual trauma, these are male military veterans. How many more do they, do they not even know about? 50,000 male veterans screen positive for military sexual trauma at the Department of Veteran Affairs, up from just over 30,000 in 2003. So the problem's obviously exponentially getting worse. I mean, unbelievable. For the victims, an experience, the experience is a special kind of hell. A soldier, can just, a soldier can't just quit his job and get away from his abusers. But now, as the Pentagon has begun to acknowledge the rampant problem of sexual violence for both genders, men are coming forward in unprecedented numbers, telling their stories and hoping that speaking up will help them and others put their lives back together. Man, that is sick. That is some sick stuff. In fact, it is a high victimization rate of female soldiers. Women in the armed forces are now more likely to be assaulted by a fellow soldier than killed in combat. I mean, it started with the women soldiers. That was where this started coming out. Now it's coming out on the male soldiers. You know, could it have anything to do with the wickedness of our government permeating into the military? I mean, if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick, right? I mean, they're using depleted uranium rounds over there in, in, in the Middle East and other places that are just irradiating whole populations, causing all kind of massive birth defects. And if you doubt that, just go and key in the word beyond treason, buy the DVD, or, or uh, I, there's certain places you can watch it online, and see how wicked our government through the military is. Now, I'm not condemning all the veterans, and I'm not, I'm not doing that at all, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's a lot of wicked factions of our government that are emanating and operating through the military industrial complex, and there's no doubt about that. And and so much of these garbage wars that we're fighting now is, and, and like particularly in Afghanistan, it's to literally protect the opium so it can be harvested. And I've seen interviews where generals have admitted that, and they they're standing in poppy fields. This is mainstream, and I I played it on on this in the show where they admit. Yeah, we're here to protect the, the opium because if we if we burn down the opium, they wouldn't have jobs. Okay, so opium being the main component of heroin. So what they're doing is they're protecting the harvest so that they can ship heroin around the world, which is one of the main things the CIA does through our, our wonderful government, and they've done it for years. They could bring drugs in. This is just one more way where they're destroying the family unit, and society as a whole. Get people hooked on not only prescription meds, not only hillbilly heroin like oxycodone and oxycontin and all that other stuff, but then the illicit street drugs as well. Heroin, crystal meth, and all this other stuff. Our government has brought this in because ultimately the overarching thing over all world governments is the Illuminati, and over that is Satan and the fallen angels. So you can't expect them to act in a good way. Ultimately, they want to kill you and destroy you. And that's just one way they're doing it, through pharmakia. We'll talk about that more next week. 
By their sorceries were all nations deceived. It talks about that in Revelation. Their sorceries derives from the root word pharmakia. Their sorceries in witchcraft. It's very much involved in witchcraft. Mind-altering drugs open doors so that demons and devils can come in and infest you. It's much more easy to get demon-possessed if you're whacked out on some drug. And we're over there, our military's over there guarding the oil oil pipeline so that we can abscound the oil and things like this. And that was proven with, you know, Dick Cheney and KBR and, and, and how he was the head of Halliburton and all this other stuff. Our, our intentions aren't pure in these other countries. I don't believe they've ever been pure. Wars for profit. Wars are contrived. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, they all are contrived. Desert Storm, and then they paint this patriotic veneer on everything. But the thing that they're not telling you is that the people that are supplying the bullets, the guns, the oils, the tanks, and all that other stuff, those companies are getting filthy rich, and they're the ones that foment the wars, and they, and they supply both sides. They supply both sides with those things. And it's like, hey, it's a win-win situation for them. They're getting rich and, and tons of people are dying. All those people dying on the battlefield, those are considered sacrifices to Satan. So they get to practice their occult Luciferian religion, and that most of these people would be considered what they call Luciferians, meaning Luciferian is somebody that, like in the Illuminati, would say, well, we're going to put on this nice veneer and we're this good family or whatever. We're, we may be rich, but... We're going to be, get filthy rich on the side with all of our stuff that we're doing. In this particular case, war. The supplying of the implements of war and the gas and all that other stuff. Um, and we're going, to, we're going to come off like we're these great people. But at the same time, we're Luciferians. We want to balance our good and our bad deeds. So supposedly their good deed might be supplying the war. And their bad deed might be them taking pleasure in all the satanic sacrifices of all these men and women and children dying from wars. And all the horror that it creates. All these wars have been contrived. All of them. I'm not coming down on the veterans that fought for our country I'm not, that has nothing to do with them. This goes way beyond them. I'm talking about the people behind the wars. I told you about Hitler the other day. IG Farben was the driving force behind Hitler, a chemical conglomerate that essentially came and was the, the, the inception of the modern day pharmaceutical industry. They were the driving financial force behind Hitler, among others. He could not have got to power unless he had massive amounts of capital behind him. And so many of the times, these same people are actually at, that are at the top are supplying both sides of the war. It reminds me of what the Rothschilds did in the Napoleonic Wars. They were funding both sides. They were giving, they were selling, different brothers of the Rothschilds were actually selling some to Napoleon and some to England. And they were making monies both ways. They were getting loans both ways because wars cost tremendous amount. And what then happens is, is these nations become enslaved to the bankers, which is all by design. So now they get enslaved to the bankers. They're in total debt to them. They have all these, essentially how they viewed as human sacrifices. It's a win-win situation for them. So, when you have that dynamic going on, and if the head is sick, the whole body is going to become sick, then I guess we really shouldn't be surprised to see this kind of garbage going on within the military. Next article. 
this is about Glenn Beck. It was on Friday, April 1st program, but it was no joke. Glenn Beck, who has announced he will leave Fox News, was blatantly wearing a Masonic emblem over his gray sweater. Included on the imagery is a Masonic compass, a skull, and a scroll and pen uh, that appears with the date 1681 or 1682. It looks like 1681. I got a picture of it here on the uh, thing. I mean, it's got everything on it. I mean, a Masonic compass, a skull, a scroll and pen... I mean, he, how flagrant can you possibly get? I told you this guy's a total devil from the pit of hell. Well, this is just more flagrantly throwing it in your face. Why would Beck choose this apparel? I'm not saying my listeners weren't aware of this. I'm saying for most people that think Glenn Beck's a Christian. Why would he choose this apparel? It is an obscure reference to colonial... Is it an obscure reference to colonial founders? Or a tip-off... That his allegiances lie with the secret society elites who have wielded this power. We have long, we have long maintained that a person must be committed to a Masonic lodge and its global ideals of a new world order before they are allowed to even step on the public stage. Certainly, Glenn Beck is demonstrating such loyalty. But there is much more to this story. In the new DVD, uh, Mormon's Temple of Doom. I guess it's a redone DVD. Bill Schneblin has done because he was in the Mormon Church, and I've told that story before. Uh, Bill Schneblin proves the Mormonism was founded on Masonic principles and doctrine. I mentioned that before as well. They just what they did is they repackaged some of the highest witchcraft of Freemasonry into Mormonism. In fact, the Mormon Church, church practices a mo- most powerful form of Freemasonry. Therefore, we should not be too surprised to learn Glenn Beck, a most avid Mormon, has just shown his true Masonic colors. Now let us review an even more sinister d- display of the fraternity, the skull and crossbones. Beck is wearing this emblem on his, it's his cummerbund. He's, he's, in a, he's in a suit. He's in like a, you know, a suit with a, with a bow tie and a cummerbund. It's a black suit, white shirt, and he's got a skull and crossbones. I mean, a big one in the middle of his cummerbund. I mean, he looks he looks like some kind of knockoff pirate or something. He looks ridiculous. But he's at some highfalutin function or something, wherever he's at. He's wearing this emblem on his belt in the most public manner. What is Beck's purpose in wearing the Death's Head belt? The purpose of any such display of occult symbols is to simultaneously accomplish two goals. Number one, send a message to other occultists that the person wearing the symbol, that he is part of their fraternity and supportive of their plan for the world. And two, hide the fact from an unsuspecting public. Listen to the comments from this article. It is a little different than Arnold Schwarzenegger, David D. Rothschild, and others wearing such symbols while posing for magazines and other media. Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote, uh, wore all kind of Nazi stuff, done all kind of Nazi stuff. His dad was a Nazi. On the covers of magazines and stuff. They're just flagrant. They're just throwing it in your face. Um, this is an act flaunting their inclusion into elite circles and secret societies over the ignorant public who are not meant to understand. Now you know the truth of Glenn Beck and his Mormon church. Masonic to the core. So that's regarding uh, Glenn Beck. Now... I've got one more part here, and this is on Bishop Eddie Long. I think I'm going to go to part three, because this might take me a little while, and uh, I'm going to play several video clips of this. 
So we'll see in part three. God bless you.